Human trafficking. A lot of us talk about making a difference. My guest today, Bradley Hopp, is actually doing it. After a job delivering million-dollar fire trucks all over the country, he switched gears and founded a social enterprise called Tesua Tea Company that rescues underage girls out of sex trafficking and helps them with care, skills, and economic empowerment. Welcome to our show. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So, without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff, and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast, where we're all about the little guy playing a big game, and today we're talking about making a big impact in the world, and I have a friend of mine here who... Um, is making a huge dent in the world, a huge impact in the world. I'd really like you to welcome Bradley Hop. Hey, Bradley, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm great. Now, Bradley, you run uh, a company called Teshua Tea Company. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a social enterprise. You have a big mission yes. in the world. And mm -hmm. uh, I kind of want to get you to write to your mission because I think it's such a huge, important topic. So I'll just I'll give you the give you the stage to tell us what uh, what you're all about. Okay, so Teshua Tea Company is a partnership between myself and a missionary in, in uh, Communist Asia, and he and the team rescue underage girls out of sex trafficking. They uh, teach the girls, they get the girls into our rescue and rehab facility where they uh, give them medical care. Uh, we get them all new clothes because when we rescue them, we're literally carrying them out of the brothels um, and much to the brothel owner's chagrin, and we we caused the whole disturbance. We pick them up, carry them out. And uh, then we get them, like I said, the, the medical care, we get them all new clothes, all new toiletries. Cause they literally come to us with nothing, whatever they have on at that moment, when we carry them out is what they, they take with them. And uh, so then we teach them to read and write. We teach them how to budget. We teach them financial skills. We teach them how to uh, do you know, how to harvest and process tea and coffee, how to make bracelets and coasters and clay figurines and run a tea shop and how to run a CNC machine or a, um, it's a computer-aided drafting um, run laser cutter. Uh, they learn how to do all these different skills so that when they, when they leave our facility, they have um, work skills and trades in place they have economic footing in place so they never have to go back to the lifestyle because that's one of the biggest causes of girls going back into the into the sex trade after they've been rescued is they oftentimes are, are not equipped with the the skills needed to um to do what they need to do and, and once they get out right. into the real world and stuff so right yeah it's 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 i'm 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 so interested in your topic. I think that uh, we were talking offline mm -hmm. that uh, 
you know, we're living in a time where we're going through this big disruption. And I think one of the, one of the ways that entrepreneurs are mm -hmm. going to get through this and, uh, thrive in the new world is to start thinking about how they can be greater than themselves, how they can mm -hmm. take on topics that are important to the world and show compassion for the world. Um, it's a way to rise above the, the hustle and grind, you know, and to, mm -hmm. to really stand for something bigger than yourself. So I right. love it that you're doing that in the context of both a business and helping people who are really needing your help. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I grew up on a small dairy farm here in, in, uh, northwestern iowa and yeah. and you know i really grew up with that mindset because i grew up in the early 80s when the farm crisis was happening and okay. and so you know you you learn to see the neighbors working together and helping each other out and and just getting through it and that's so i really grew up with that mindset that that we help those that can't necessarily help themselves now, how, agreed. And so I'm, I'm interested how someone from your neck of the woods got mm -hmm. interested in what you do. And I'm sure my listeners would be really interested in that story as well. So um, I delivered a million dollar fire trucks all over the country. And when you're when you're stopping at these truck stops and stuff, and I don't being a truck driver and, and delivering fire trucks is two different worlds. It's very different worlds. Sure. Um, but the one place that we collide is at the truck stop and, and I don't spend my nights at the truck stop. I always get hotels and stuff. And, and um, so, but you would always see the signs for truckers against trafficking and stuff. And, okay. and I have a missionary friend of mine that would come and visit our church and was talking about the work that they were doing. And then he started posting pictures of the bracelets that the girls were making. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? I really want to be at home more full time. I don't want to be out on the road all the time. I have five kids still at home and, and one that's married and, and off on his own and stuff. And so I really wanted to be home, but you know, so I'm looking at the bracelets the girls are making and I'm thinking, you know, I get open Brad's little bracelet shop or something, you know, like that. And, and, and as I got to looking at it and started talking to Andrew, my partner, it was like, you know what, I really want this to be more than just Brad's little bracelet shop. I really want this to be something that can impact the girls something that can help Andrew and be a blessing to him. So he doesn't have to spend all of his time trying to raise funds and set it up in such a way that it can be kind of a, a self feeding uh, enterprise to where the girls are benefited. Andrew and the rescue house are benefited and, and we can keep the the rescue house going because it's expensive. It's not cheap to run a rescue house. It's when we had 20 girls in the facility, it was, it was $10,000 a month. We're now at 41. Wow. So it's over $20,000 a month to run the two rescue facilities. So it's expensive. And yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the, 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 the challenge of human trafficking is a huge global problem. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. now you're focused particularly in some Asian countries globally, mm -hmm. um, but you're also aware of this happening in all sorts of other countries. We were talking about right. an African country where this is happening as well. Right. Um, so how did you go from, you know, having that idea, uh, everything that you just told me to mm -hmm. operating on a global basis? How did that come about? You know, it's really been just different, um, different people have crossed my path and, and, and being a Christian, I say, you know, God has had a hand in all of this. And, and, yeah. and I've seen that hand where he is, has brought different connections and people that I knew, 
you know, just through our network and, and we've been able to piece things together and, and, um, and I think that there's going to be more come along as we move through it. But my whole goal with Teshua is really to economically empower those who are not able to develop the mechanics. They may be able to create the products, but they don't have the mechanics to bring it to the world stage. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to set up is where we can bring it to the world stage, especially the U.S. market right. and uh, um, bring things that would never, you know, would never leave their, their little home countries and stuff and, and really bring it to the world stage and be able to economically empower them. Uh, now, you've told me a few stories about some of the rescue situations. Is there a rescue mm-hmm. situation that you care to share? So... <laughs> Um, one girl in particular that that is, um, I've said this story enough that I'll, I think I can get through it without crying because it's really special to me. Um, she's the girl that won't talk about her parents. She won't talk about what happened to her when she was trafficked. She won't talk about any of that. She's like, I want to leave it in the past. Um, another girl that, that came to us, uh, she was, um, her parents went on vacation and, and they left her with her uncle. And he started abusing her and then he sold her off to his, his uh, sister. And then she started pimping her out and then she sold her off. And, and next thing they know that she's disappeared. And uh, when they come back from vacation, she's gone. And uh, so that's really the stories that, I mean, that's some of the stories, but going back to the first girl that I was talking about um, a year ago, she left our rescue facility. She had, um, gotten her education she learned to read and write she learned to do her math she learned to budget she learned she had gotten an estate saved up through selling the products to us and she was able to um, pass all of her insurance classes as well as her, as her high school and now she's a licensed insurance agent and so to take somebody from being you know somebody that the world has forgotten about and now here she is standing on her own she has her own business she's a licensed insurance agent and she's able to, to live in her own place and be her own person and stuff. And that's the magic of Teshua. And that's what, that's where I, I see a lot of organizations that are rescuing people. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll never, ever, ever, ever in a million years bash on anybody for rescuing somebody. But a lot of times you see groups that they, their aftercare program is, that they get them rescued, they get them into a halfway house for a little while. Uh, maybe they get them some counseling and then they send them back. And oftentimes this, the thing that they're doing is they're sending them back to the situation that got them trafficked in the first place. And, and our goal is to not do that. Our goal is to rescue them, rebuild them, uh, economically empower them, and, and then send them out as a whole person into the world so that they're able to stand on their own they don't have to be trafficked again because they know how to make honest money. They know how to, to have a, a, um, they have an essay saved up. They're able to stand on their own and they're able to, to provide for themselves. And, and I think that sending out a whole person is a whole lot better than sending out a half a person. Sure. We were talking before offline too. And I was, I was just asking you like, what, what would you like this, this episode to be called? And so you said deliverance and freedom. So tell me about that a little bit. So the name Teshua, people ask me what the heck that, you know, where did I come up with that name? And, and I looked through like Liberty T, Freedom T, 
deliverance tea and and i really wasn't finding a name that really grabbed me you know and and so i'm like okay well what does what does the word deliverance translate into in different languages and and in hebrew is teshua but when i sent it to andrew my partner he sent me back a bunch of funny looking characters and had it all divided down phonetically and i'm like okay (laughs) no idea what you just did but he had it broken down and te te means special shu means tree and uh is the emphasis at the end of a sentence like the exclamation point so the word deliverance in english is tishua which means then translates into this other language of special tree with an exclamation point and i'm like that that's it right there because you know selling tea obviously that's a special tree but then being a christian you know i have a a special relationship with another tree and and it just it all came together for me and it was just like that's it and Oh, and that. that's that's the thing with the girls, you know, they're experiencing this freedom and and people ask, you know, do they have to stay with you? You know, or do they are they forced to stay in your rescue house? No. You know, they can go back if they want to. And we had one girl go back and, and it caused, you know, we were talking offline about the danger of the situation. And, yeah. and uh, she went back to her brothel owner. She thought he was in love with her. And and uh, after he put her in the hospital for a week, she pretty quickly realized that, no, he isn't. And. And uh, he got some of his corrupt police buddies to come bust up the uh, the Bible school that she went back to, you know, to get away from him. And and um, fortunately, we don't know who, but fortunately, somebody higher up in the police department. Oh, we've just got you went silent there for just. They, a uh, there you go. Yeah, sorry. So, okay. um, uh, he called a police department where he has some corrupt police buddies too as well as his goons um and uh, somebody higher up in that police department actually sent another police department to come rest andrew and get him out of there well that caused everybody to scatter and get out of there and and so everybody was protected and stuff but um yeah it can get very dangerous very quick yeah that struck me very much when you were talking about some of the examples some of these people in the brothel industries and the 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 mafias in the different countries they are Mm -hmm. dangerous folks and Mm -hmm. um you guys are wading into dangerous territory to help these Mm -hmm. these uh Mm -hmm. these girls you know get to safety and to make lives for themselves it's really quite amazing you know we were talking about the brothel owners we were talking offline about the the very first brothel owner that that andrew um led to be a christian i mean obviously this guy's a mafia and um this guy became a christian he set his girls free he had 20 girls and he's let them go and let them free gave them all severance packages gave them tickets back to their home villages and um but then he had already bought um you know as typical for mafia they need to hide their money right so he had bought a really high dollar tea farm and coffee farm and and so that's where our teas and coffees are actually coming from but then he took his life into his own hands and actually helps us rescue more girls because he still knows all the boys in the club and stuff. So he is, he goes out and actually gets a little out of the brothels, invites the brothel owner and their team away from the building for the night for supper and stuff. And then our team, team comes in and, and gets the girls out of there and stuff. So, Oh my gosh. Huh. 
Now, it's it's. I think people would be interested to know, like how you. Um, so that's how the connection came with the tea. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, so tell me more about that business, and then we'll circle back to your mission afterwards as well. Okay. So as far as what part of the business? Well, just like what you guys, you guys have some really interesting tea. Like it's 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 an e-commerce mm-hmm. style business, and you're distributing mm-hmm. tea out, so people can go to the site and actually. Uh, purchase a tea, thereby investing right. in your mission. Right. So you've got a couple of websites people can go to. Mm-hmm. So there's Teshua, which is, uh, but also deliverancetea.com, right? Like that's yep. the other. So, yeah, okay. Yep. So we have uh, Teshua Tea and they're the same website, but a lot of people don't know how to spell Teshua, which is yep. it's T-E-S-H-U-A-H uh, and then T-E-A.com. But I, to make it easy, it's deliverancetea.com. But the thing I want people to understand is that when we buy the products from the girls, yeah. we're, we're encouraging them to create the best products that they can. Um, our most expensive tea is a 500 year old uh, ancient tree tea cake. And so the tree is wow. 500 years old or older. Wow. Well, this is some of the highest grade tea you can possibly get. And, and I should probably sell that tea for more than what I do. Uh, I sell it for $125, but that's a very high grade, very expensive tea, but it'll make a lot of tea too. You know, if people are drinking wine or whatever, they're going to go out and spend 40, 50, hundred dollars on a bottle of wine. And it's gone that night, you know, a a tea cake for that same price is going to last months. And, but it's, it's a really high grade uh, tea. All of the teas are extremely high grade. They're not Bigelow's. They're not, you know, uh, whatever name brand off the shelf tea there these are whole leaf loose leaf teas and and that's the thing that we want the girls to to do is to put their best into these products because it rebuilds their confidence it 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 helps them to see that people value and appreciate the product that they're creating and um you know, then we take half the profits from the sale of the tea or the coffee or the bracelets or whatever. And half of that's going back to the rescue mission. Obviously part of it needs to stay here to, to help with overhead and everything else, right. but mm-hmm. we're buying it from them initially. And then half our profits are going back to, uh, to fund the rescue work as well. But nice. another thing is to all hundred percent of donations, they don't go through the business they go direct to the rescue house. So whenever somebody comes onto the site and donates money, that goes straight to oh, cool. You can do uh, that too. The rescue awesome. facility. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Huh. That's really smart of you to think of it that way. Um, and your site's really good too, because uh, I was on it and I was kind of checking out some of the videos. So you've got a couple things. You've been podcasting now for over six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a really nice setup. You guys are chatting about probably both business and mission-driven topics on your mm-hmm. podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's sort of like fireside chat. So definitely people yeah. should go and check those out because they're really, they're great videos. Um, but you've also got like different, really unique um, approaches to tea. And I'll just say to you, um, I don't think we talked about this offline, but I'm mm-hmm. a bit of a tea fanatic. I get my coffee in the morning and then it's tea the rest of the day. And yeah. in my local town of Victoria, we have, um, we have a shop that actually uh, takes great pride in sourcing the best quality teas. If they can't mm-hmm. find a good quality tea, they just don't they don't bring it in until they can find right. it. And so the, the health properties of the different teas um, mm-hmm. and, the, and the different things that you can do with tea 
are kind of amazing actually. So mm. I'm, I'm all in on the tea itself. So we're, one of the videos you were, we were talking about, one of your, one of your friends or partners in the business was showing a sp mm -hmm. specific kind of technique around uh, tea. Do you want to just describe that? Cause I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So it's called the Gung Fu method and it's, it's um, an Asian method of brewing tea. It's, it's short seed time. So, um, you know, white teas, I think are like 175 degrees to 180 degrees. Yep. Your green teas are like 190. Your black teas are like 210, just off boiling basically. Right. Um, but with the, um, with the Gung Fu method, your, your initial steep is only like 30 seconds. And I recommend people use like two to three grams of tea per uh, session. Uh, brewing session and you'll mm. you'll steep it for like 30 seconds and then the next steep you'll do like 30 seconds to 40 seconds somewhere in there yep. and then you just kind of add a few seconds every steep and you'll kind of know you'll it's kind of fun to just play with it because you'll start seeing the tea um, you'll notice more honey notes in it on certain steeps and, and you'll notice it change a little bit as you brew it longer and and you'll know when it when it wears out and it's kind of reached the end of its of, of its um right steeping and stuff but the like the the um the 500 year old ancient tree uh tea cake that tea is a really you'll notice the really strong honey notes to it and it's just a really um I actually gave a the guy that Pastor Sam that does my podcast with me, yeah. his wife actually works for a, a tea shop. And so okay. I gave them one of the, the tea case because he drives three hours over here one way yeah. and three hours home just wow. to come do the podcast with me nice. and um, doesn't get paid for doing it. He just volunteers because mm -hmm. he loves what we're doing and stuff. And so uh, his wife took some of the tea into the, to the, the shop that she works for. And the owner was like, this is like the best tea I've ever had. She's like, wow. She was just blown away. And she's tried a lot of teas. I mean, they sell a lot of high grade teas and she's just like, this is one of the best I've ever tried ever. So that was Fabulous. a pretty cool compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't ask you, like I should have asked you before, what is the name of your podcast? I've seen all the episodes, but I don't know. <laughs> it, we went through a rebrand so when it was first out it was Tashua unveiled but nobody knows what Tashua is so right. it's liberty unveiled so ah right yeah okay i actually did write that down yeah cool yes yeah, so liberty that. unveiled yeah tea's fabulous you know like i uh, uh my favorite is ginseng and ginger semi-green i mean okay. but you know you can go crazy in teas and they're they do have great health medicinal properties mm -hmm. so um you know the cool thing about your company is you can you can try out some of these teas. I'm super intrigued about the tea you're talking about. And mm -hmm. literally with every cup you, you drink, you are helping, um, mm -hmm. you're standing for something really uh, quite a bit bigger than yourself. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so you've kind of told me how you got into that and that's, that's a really interesting story. So what, what's ahead for your company and what do you see in the future? We're, we're working right now to try to secure a um, our first retail location. Okay. Um, and then we're also in the process of setting up an actual 501c3. We've been nice. uh, strictly for profit to this point, but okay. we're we're in the process of setting up a 501c3 or nonprofit so that we can um, start opening up some avenues for for different. Um, charitable donations and, and Google ad spend and, and really start For pushing sure. things a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, 
because it is a challenge when you when you're working with the limited budget to get the word out and and you know it's just it's a challenge so that's what we've been working on is trying to figure out ways that we can um on a limited budget get the word out but at the same time now we're we're going yeah we need to do the the 501c3 and stuff so right yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like I think, as we said earlier, I think a lot more people are going to start looking at social ventures as a way to, you know, kind of straddle both sides. And definitely, uh, it's it's a really interesting setup in terms of pushing your mission forward and having some success at doing that um, and, and giving yourself the best um, tools available to both to to drive right. that mission forward. Uh, you know, like your the the setup that you have is fairly. Um, you know, it's quite extensive. So one thing I like to ask a lot of our clients on the show is there's this topic that comes up called resistance. And like you and I have had a bunch of conversations about some of the, the trials and tribulations, you know, you, you work very hard at what you do. Like I, mm -hmm. I really commend you so much, you know, thank you. And um, so, yeah, what do you think about this word resistance and what's your relationship to that concept? Sometimes resistance comes out of the most unexpected places, right? You, you, you know, you think, oh, this is going to be, everybody's going to love this. Everybody's going to just, and sometimes you just go, really? <laughs> I, I don't know how else to say it than that. You're just like, <laughs> I have, I have one of those um, Despicable Me t-shirts and it's got the minion and it goes, huh? <laughs> I, that, <laughs> there's times that that's just kind of the story of my life where I'm just like, okay. I wasn't expecting somebody to resist it for this reason or whatever. And, um, and, you know, um, it, it can be a challenge sometimes trying to find the funding, especially when you're trying to bootstrap stuff and, 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 you know, so that's one of the resistance points and, and stuff. So, and then COVID hits and then, you know, you just got to revamp and, and go, okay, how can we modify? How can we do adjust? Right. And I mean, from just talking to you and getting to know you a bit, uh, you know, the idea, and I think this is the thing, right? Like having some kind of a, a social enterprise where you've got like a bigger mission than yourselves, focusing mm -hmm. for you on your faith, how, what, why that's important to you. Like, it just feels mm -hmm. like there's a lot of that wrapped up in um, mm -hmm. how, how you how you get through that. Um, so like, so a, a little bit of doing tea in that, uh, tea uh, wrapped up in the social mission, it sounds like it was kind of situational. It was, it was um, an opportunity to do that. And so now you have an enterprise where you're selling tea online and mm -hmm. you're pushing, uh, you know, you're, you're rescuing girls around the world. Um, what of all the things that you've been doing over the last few years, like what's your biggest insight as a business owner, as an entrepreneur that you think that you could pass on to others? Um, persistence. Yeah. Don't quit. You know, um, three years ago, what I haven't, and I don't think I've ever shared the story with you. Um, three and a half years ago, mm -hmm. um, I shouldn't even be sitting here actually. Um, I look out my, out my window out here out of my office and, and just a hundred feet away is the spot that I almost died. Um, I barrel rolled the tractor onto myself from six feet up. Uh, I was up on the shoulder of the road wow. and uh, barrel rolled it sideways into the ditch and the rear tire landed on my pelvis. And, and uh, 
because it was an old tractor, the battery was right under the driver's seat and, uh, and the battery um, started sparking because it contacted the post to the metal and okay. and uh, the gas was upside down. So the gas is pouring out onto the ground and, and it lit the tractor on fire. And, um, um, you know, everybody wants to say it as adrenaline, but I know I had angels that day because I, the tire is still in drive. It's still turning. It's the big, you know, rear tractor tire. Sure. And I, I reach up, I find it blind. I can't see it. And I push and the whole tractor just goes hop. And I mean, I couldn't wow. move you with the weight that it moved the tractor with them. And I was able to crawl out and get out from under it. And both tires were in the fire. The whole back half of the tractor was in the fire. Um, I had a broken pelvis. I crawled five or six feet away and, and rolled over. And that was as far as I was going. Yeah. But even though both tires were in the fire, the tire that would have been the driver's tire, the driver's side tire, it ignited. The other one didn't. The one that I was under didn't ignite. The other one still holds air. It still sits here on my on my acreage and stuff, and it still holds air. And uh, even though it was in the fire, they were both they were both right there. They both should have ignited. And um, so, you know, going through that experience, and and it's just they they always say that the the tibia and fibula are the are the third worst break. The femur's the second worst and the pelvis is the first worst break in the body. It's it's the most painful break. And and you just have to push through it. You have to do what's necessary to get the job done and get back on your feet. And and uh, they were saying three months of no walking, six months of no working. Six weeks after my surgery, I walked out of my follow-up appointment and because I worked at it. I, I did what I needed to do to get back on the horse and, and so to speak and, and get back out there. And and that's the thing with this business, you know, even though you meet resistance, even though uh, there's, you know, whatever, trying to stop things or whatever, um, COVID or whatever, it's just, you keep going, you know, there's times in life where you don't want to, there's been a lot of times where it's just like, you know, does anybody care? You know, you get those, those thoughts running through your head and, and, right. and you just go, you know what, I got to keep going. And, and it's not about me. It's about these girls and it's about seeing them. I want to see them be delivered. And, and you know what, if that means I have to persist and I have to push through, then that's what I do. Thank you. Yeah. You know, Bradley, it's been fabulous having you on the show. Um, I think that it's a great lesson for us all that, you know, Go out, everybody should go out and find something that they really stand for and they believe in some way you can make an impact, you know, above and beyond the commercial aspect of running a business. And, you know, um, you're such an inspiration. I'm really excited that you've come on the show. I wanted to really thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having and, me. And I can feel uh, a tea purchase coming in, coming on uh, <laughs> uh, as a tea lover. Uh so uh, people can go to uh, deliverancetea.com yep. or, or the namesake of the company as well. And that'll be in the show notes, everyone. Yeah. Um, is there anything kind of that you think that you'd like to say to folks, um, Bradley, just, just to kind of wrap here on the show? We can all make a difference. And I mean, I'm a farm kid from Iowa. I'm, you know, I've had to work, I've had to learn, I've had to do things that as far as just learning business-wise, 
new realms for me and we can all we can all take the time and we can all learn those skills and and we can all make a difference um it's not always going to be easy but we persist and we move through it and and when we have something that's bigger than us we can really you know start to make impact in the world thanks bradley thanks for being such an impact on our show i really appreciate you well thank you for having me yeah thanks for coming and um you know for all the folks who came to listen to our show today i honor you once again and thank you for coming to the show uh, you know go out and check out deliverancetea.com and you know you can help rescue girls around the world and also great get some great tea from bradley and his group uh yeah so thanks once again everyone thanks for coming to the show off my duff today and i'll leave you one last thought as you go out into the world to make your impact make sure you do me this favor teach what you love live from your truth i'm duff gardner and we'll see you guys next time bye now Hey everyone, I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, The Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth so that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy, and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner, see you next time, bye now.